The following audio is from Summit Church. For more information on Summit Church, visit www.summitonline.tv. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you were with us last week, you know that we started a new series. It's our Christmas series. We're just calling it God with Us. And what we did, I think, was important to begin and kind of lay a foundation for where we're going over the next few weeks. Uh, We asked the question, is God truly with us? He has a name called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Uh, We see that all throughout Scripture. But last week, we just kind of talked historically, but uh, as we live our life, we experience this. And then biblically, it testifies to the fact that, yes, God is with us. He's here. He's amongst us. He came down from heaven to be with us. And in this season, we need to know that truth more than just about any other, because the presence of God will give us the strength that we need to walk through what can be a trying time for many people. And what we're going to do for the next couple weeks. Today, we're going to look at God being with us in what I'm calling the valleys or the hard times of life. And then next week, we'll look at God being with us on the mountaintop or the joyous times in life where God is with us in both of those times. And God's with us just when it's a normal old day. God is with us. And we saw that last week. We're going to unpack it this week, and we'll take it all the way to Christmas Eve Eve, December 23rd. And I want to invite you again to come be a part of our Christmas Eve Eve celebration. It's at 6 o'clock at both of our campuses, both Norman and Oklahoma City, 6 p.m. We will celebrate the fact that God sent his son to earth to be with us. I can't wait. I can't wait for what God's going to do on the 23rd. And I hope you, your friends, and your family can come be a part of that with us. But for today, today, I want to refer to the moments. I want to talk about the moments in our lives that are valleys. And who can testify to this? We can go so quickly from a mountaintop moment to the valley. Life can flip itself on its head so quickly. And we need to be ready. We need to be prepared for that. And we need to know who we can go to in those valley moments. Because it can be as simple as a bad phone call. One bad phone call can take us from here to here so quickly. Just some spoken, unguarded words. Someone not thinking and saying something about you or about your family or your circumstance that can take you from here to here so quickly. Maybe the scariest one, heading to the doctor and that diagnosis. You thought you were going in for this, and it turns out it's this. And that reality hits you like a ton of bricks. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten to know you, the people of our church, intimately through the times that you spent in the valley. It's in those moments that we're the most real, we're the most vulnerable, we're the most in need. It is those moments when you get that phone call, when you get that diagnosis, when you feel like there is no way out. It's in those moments that we need strength. We need a helper. We need hope. And God choosing to come into that valley with us 
to be with us. That is the hope. That is the strength. That is why God came to earth to be with us and to show us how we can get through, to be Emmanuel, God with us. Our theme verse for this entire series, Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. We're going to read it every week, so let's read it right now. It says this, The virgin, whose name was Mary, will conceive and give birth to a son. And they, the people, they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now we know that he was given the name Jesus, which means salvation. And salvation did come to earth, but salvation came to earth not to stand on a mountaintop and shout at us, but to come and walk amongst us, to come and be with us, to come and do life on the mountaintop and in the valleys. And I promise you, church, I promise you, it's in the valleys where we will most want to be with him. But before we can talk about that, we need to understand a couple truths. The first one is this. God being with us starts with you seeking his presence regardless of where you're at. Not just when you get the horrible phone call, but seeking his presence regardless of what's going on in your life. You're seeking him on a daily basis. And what I want to do today is I want to spend really almost the rest of our time in the 84th Psalm. So if you want to turn your Bibles to Psalms 84, we're going to walk through the first few verses. We'll start with verses 1 and 2, talking about the beauty of the presence of God. It says this, How lovely is your dwelling place. How lovely is the place where you are, God, Lord Almighty. My soul, the deepest part of me, it yearns, it even faints. I get so excited, I, I almost grow faint. It faints. For the courts of the Lord, the presence of God, my heart and my flesh, they cry out. My heart, my flesh, it cries out for the living God. Church, there should be a delight that comes from being in the presence of God. The psalmist says there's no more lovely place than being in your presence. No more lovely place than being with you. The author of this psalm cannot wait to place foot back in the presence of God. It's like he's saying this, being gone for just one moment from your presence is, is too much. It's too long. I can't, I can't wait to be back with you. I cannot wait to be back in your presence. For the Jew living in the Old Testament, the courts, the presence of God, the dwelling place of God was the temple in Jerusalem. It was a location and for this psalmist, his heart and flesh, it cried out to be in the presence of God, to be in the temple where God is. There's no other place he would rather be. And I know it's hard for us to imagine that, but if we were to back up just a little bit and look at our lives, we have places like this also. For some, it is church. It's, you walk into a church, you sit down, and you immediately feel the presence of God. You know you are in the midst of holiness. Your soul, it desires to worship and to respond. For, for some, that may not be the case, but for others, church is where that happens. For some, it was a camp experience. 
You knew every summer when you went here, you were going to experience God. Now, you had to wait 51 more weeks to have that same experience, but it was that mountaintop experience at camp where you felt the presence of God. You were with him. You were walking with him. You were disconnected from all the stuff of this world, and you were there with him. For others, it's not church. It's not a camp experience. For a lot, it's nature. I can't go to Colorado and sit on the side of a mountain and not feel the presence of God. I I can't do that. I can't go into the Colorado wilderness and look up in the sky at night and see millions of stars and not immediately feel like God is right there with me. For many, we have these places. We think that's where God is. I, I have to seek out these places so that I can find God. But I want us to know this. While God is absolutely in those places, He's there because He is everywhere. He's not just in church. He's not just at summer camp. He's not just in Colorado. God's presence is everywhere. We don't have to seek these places to find Him. We just need to seek Him. Does your soul yearn Does your heart cry out for God everywhere and anywhere? Just knowing that to be outside of his presence for even a moment is is unnecessary and it's, it's too long. It's too much distance. The psalmist continues in Psalm 84 verses 3 and 4. He he's jealous of the birds that have nests in the temple, the presence of God, and he's jealous of the priests that get to serve in the temple. He's jealous of them because they get to be so near the presence of God. Psalm 84, 3 and 4. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young. It's a place near your altar, Lord Almighty. It's where you're at. It's near your altar, my King and my God. Verse 4, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are the birds that get to have a nest in the temple. And blessed are the priests who get to come serve in the temple at your altar because they get to experience you. They get to be there with you. Now it's interesting because the priests had a pretty good gig If they could trace their lineage back through the Levites, if they could trace their their heritage back, they got to serve in the temple. They served once every 24 weeks for one week at a time. So they served two weeks a year in the temple courts. That's what they did. And the rest of the time they went back to their hometown and they served as a local priest there. But for two weeks a year, they got to go live in the temple Worship in the temple. Serve in the temple. They got to be in the presence of God. And this psalmist goes, blessed are those people. Wow, I wish I could be one of them. (laughs) I would would get to be right there in the presence of God. How amazing would that be? I want you to get this, though, church. I want you to see the jealousy that the psalmist has. But the joy that he wants, the the joy that his soul desires, we have it now, anywhere, and everywhere. Because God is with us. He's no longer just in a temple in Jerusalem. He's with you, and he's with me, 
and that joy and that presence, regardless of your job, social expectations, family constraints, all the things that that may keep you from experiencing his presence, those things are your obstacles, not his, because he is with you. Do you, do you church, do you seek his presence? And when you seek him, do you find him? For the Bible promises that when we seek, we will find. All of this has simply been a setup to get to the main point I want to discuss today. Seeking God's presence on a daily basis will help you meet with him in the valleys. Desiring him in the good seasons, desiring him in the okay seasons, desiring him in the mundane seasons, seeking his presence, desiring to be with him, it will allow you to meet with him in the valleys more easily. Desiring God today will lead your heart to him in your sorrow. When you are crushed, you will fall back on what your soul knows, and that is how you delight in the presence of God, because you've been doing that consistently in your life. And that valley will not defeat you. When you covet time with God now, it will make the moments of your suffering so much more rich. Yes, you heard me correct. When you covet time with God now, in those moments of suffering, they can actually be rich because in those you will find God in his fullness. You'll find God in his mercy. You'll find God in your valley And while no one wants to walk through them, it will be a rich season for you because you will be with him. Psalm 84, 5 and 6 says this, Blessed are those whose strength is in you, God. Blessed are those whose strength is not in themselves, but in you, God, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage, pilgrimage to the temple. Blessed are those whose hearts are set on finding you, seeking you. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. Now, that last verse, verse 6, if you're just reading through the Psalms, you're like, what in the world is the psalmist talking about here? Well, let's unpack it. Going back to verse 5, Blessed are those whose hearts are set on seeking the presence of God. They will find it in the most awful of places. The psalmist calls this place Baca. Baca means weeping, the valley of weeping. In this most awful place, a valley of tears, you will find God. You will find his strength in his presence. For he is Emmanuel, he is God with us. And we know there's going to be times, events, and seasons in which our strength is insufficient to get us through the trial at hand. There are going to be times where we enter into the valley of Baca. Now, there is an actual valley of Baca in Palestine. You can go see it today. It is a barren wasteland. There is no water. The only thing that grows in the valley of Baca is this resilient mulberry tree. It's also referred to as the Baca tree or the weeping tree. We're not sure if the tree was named for the valley or the valley was named for the tree. But this tree is unique because the way its sap flows, it looks like it's crying. So I want you to picture this, church. I I want you to see this. A barren wasteland, a valley with nothing in it except trees that look like they're crying. 
The psalmist uses that imagery to talk about the valleys that we will sometimes walk through in our life. The valleys you may be walking through right now. You might be in a valley of weeping right now, surrounded by nothing that can bring you strength. There is no water. There is no hope. There is no sustenance. There's nothing but weeping and sorrow all around you. You might be in that, but, but look at what the psalmist says. Blessed are those who find their strength in the Lord in that valley. Blessed are those who turn to God in the valley of Baca. And what happens when we do that, when we don't rely on our own strength, but we, we allow the presence of God to meet us there? It says springs rise up where there was no water. We can't create water, but God can. He can bring life. He can bring refreshing into your valley of sorrow. He can do that, and he does. So much so that pools will form. That what was completely desolate and completely hopeless now is lush and beautiful because one thing happened. You did not rely on your own strength, but instead you met God. You sought his presence, hopefully because that's what you'd been doing before you entered the valley. You sought his presence, and he brought refreshing. He brought springs and pools. He caused the rain to come. He met you there. Some of us, we know this valley. It comes on the tail end of loss. Oftentimes, after losing loved ones, we find ourselves in this valley, the Valley of Baca. Financial hardships can take us into the Valley of Baca. Family stuff can take us into the valley. Marriage problems can take us into the valley. Loneliness can take us into the valley. Frustration can take us into the valley. Fear can take us into the valley. Pain can take us into the valley. And here's... The even bigger picture, all of those things I just mentioned, those who are suffering, those who are struggling, those who are experiencing those trials now in this season, it's amplified because this is supposed to be a joyous time. This is supposed to be the happiest season of all. But for those of you in the valley, you're just wondering, when will it end? When will it stop? Who can help me? And God says, Emmanuel, I'm with you. You're not alone. You're not without hope. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, God. God's presence takes our efforts and supernaturally brings peace, comfort, and joy into the most hopeless of valleys in our lives. He meets us in the valley when we seek him in the valley. And it's much easier to seek him when we've been doing so on a normal day-to-day basis. So that's the challenge. Matthew 7, 27 says this about the storms that come in our life. So we're not talking about the valley anymore. We're talking about a storm. It says this, the rain came down, the streams rose, the wind blew, and it beat against the house. And that house, it fell with a great crash. Why? Because its foundation was not built on the stone. You can't build your foundation in the storm. It just doesn't work that way. 
You build your foundation of faith. You, you seek out the presence of God in the good times. You seek out the presence of God in the normal days. And so when you find yourself in the valley, when you find yourself in the storm, you are anchored. You have a firm foundation and you will not collapse for he is stronger than your greatest efforts. And he wants to be with you. He wants to be with you. It's not impossible to make it through a valley on your own. But his strength is available to all. He is Emmanuel. He's Emmanuel in the valley. He's Emmanuel on the mountaintop. He's Emmanuel on the plain when everything is normal. But if you want to be able to seek his presence, I encourage you to do so when you're not thrust into the valley for the first time. It's not that it's impossible for him to meet you there, but it's going to be much harder. I pray today that if you are in the valley, you will not try to get through the season all on your own. Your strength might be great, but his strength is greater. His presence is ready to meet you if you will just ask. He loves to come into the valley. He loves to come into the valley of weeping to bring refreshing, to bring strength, to bring renewal. Because he's Emmanuel. The reason he came was to give you what you need to make it through the valley. And if you're not in a valley right now, rejoice in that. Celebrate, God, the opportunity that you have right now to seek his presence in normal life, in good times. Rejoice in him, remembering what Psalm 84, verse 10, just skipping down a few more verses. Remember what it says. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather have one day with you, Jesus, one day in your courts, one day in your presence. I'd rather have one day with you than a thousand days without you. I want you. I want your presence. God is with us. He wants to be with us. And there's no better place for us than his presence. Whether you're on a mountain or a valley or just doing life, being with him is where you want to be. Being with Emmanuel. Psalm 18, verse 2. The Lord is my rock. He's my fortress. He's my deliverer. He brings me through the valley. He's my God. He is my rock. The one in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation. He is my stronghold. He is my strength. His presence is what you need this holiday season. That's why he's Emmanuel. That's why he is God with us. And that's why we need to seek him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, regardless of where we're at. For he is good, and he came to this earth to be with you. Father, thank you for your presence. Thank you for meeting us in the valley and giving us the strength we need to get through the strength we need to overcome, the strength we need to be renewed. We love you, God, for caring enough about us to send your one and only Son, giving us the strength we need that our lives cannot produce on our own. May we today, may we today seek your face. May we today seek your presence and may we find it. And may it be great joy and great peace and great comfort in this season and in all the seasons to come. We love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.